Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Joe Connolly, along with producer Neil A. Caruso. We'll introduce you to the woman who has one of the most unusual business-related jobs in all of New York City. Ariel Pallets is the director of the New York City Office of Nightlife. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. The headline writers can't resist sometimes saying, she loves the nightlife, she loves the boogie, and she roller skates with Madonna. But Ariel is a professional at this. She has served on various New York City community boards. She owned and operated the Sutra Lounge at First and First on the Lower East Side for 10 years. She's consulted entertainment industry businesses for years. So she's the person for this job. Ariel, though, I just have to ask, do you have to stay out till midnight and one and two every night? And how, how do you do this job with the beat that you cover? Uh, well, thank you for having me, Joe. And uh, to answer your question, I don't have to, but I like to. Uh, it's uh, one of the perks of just, you know, it's just one of the perks of being me. Um, I love it. I love going out and uh, I love to support it. And do you sometimes go around unannounced to a, or incognito if possible, to a few different places on a given night? Well, I definitely love to party and club hop and go to check out and see what the venues are doing, but I don't do it incognito. I go as a patron, as a lover of nightlife and music, and uh, just to check in and see how things are going, uh, to speak with the owners and the workers and the patrons. Um, but you know, I have the benefit of being in an industry and representing an industry that is social. And so I go there to socialize and it just happens to be doing work at the same time. No, that's so nice. Headed into fall of 2022, what are you seeing? What are you hearing out there right now? Well, we're just coming off the heels of what I think was a really fantastic summer. You know, we really had a lot of suffering in so many ways over the last two years. And there was a lot of optimism about a nightlife revival or sort of the roaring 2022s. And I think New York nightlife and New York City delivered on that. It was a glorious, um, fun 
social summer. It was safe. And people really got to let go and um, experience uh, the summer that they've been hoping for and waiting for for a long time. And we're taking that momentum into the fall um, with a lot of um, excitement and optimism for this for the holidays that are coming. What types of new places are opening? Are there some new niches or new angles or new designs that you're seeing? I think what we're seeing is a return to large format uh, venues. We've seen a lot of larger venues opening up that really have a focus on dancing. In the past, there was an era that started from the large format dance and went into the lounge and then went into the bottle service. And now I think there's really um, a desire to be around people and to dance and to listen to loud music. And so, um, Obviously, the great thing is that there's something for everyone in New York. Uh, so if you still want that small loungy vibe, New York's got it. But I see a return to really letting go and dancing and experiencing nightlife. Wow. I hate to ask this one question, but I have to. It seems as though crime around night spots is still an issue. Uh, what's happening there? Is that so? Is that a concern of yours? Well, I think, you know, usually when there's crime um, around night spots, it tends to get a lot of attention. Uh, but I do think that you, as we know, you know, anything can happen anywhere at any time. Obviously, where large amounts of people gather, there's a higher risk and liabilities. But I don't know if it's particularly more in nightlife. Um, but I think that the security teams and the police departments um, and the venue operators pay extremely close attention to creating safer spaces. And um, I think and the ratio based on how many nightlife venues there are and how many people go out, I don't know if it's particularly extreme in the nightlife industry, but I know there's special attention always to making sure that nightlife is safe for everyone. Before Neil asks some questions, are you surprised by the opening of more big, large places? It almost reminds me of the disco era of the uh, 70s or 80s. Did you see that coming or is this logical to you or just what? I mean, I think it's logical um, based on, again, just this revival of sociability. I'm grateful that the Office of Nightlife is here and was established pre-pandemic right. to really represent this industry, to make sure that it has strong relationships with the um, operators and the performers and the workers and the patrons, as well as the police departments and the other city agencies to really start to support and resource this industry um, in a way that respects and acknowledges what it contributes to the city, which is so much. $35.1 billion in economic activity, 300,000 jobs pre-pandemic. So this is a vital uh, economic engine, cultural engine of this city. And I think it's really being recognized um, for that now and being supported accordingly. Yes, Neil. 
Well, Ariel, the way you describe it is, you know, it seems like uh, the nightlife and entertainment sector in New York has bounced back. Do you think that there are any changes that still need to be made to adjust to our new normal here? Yeah, I mean, I think without a doubt, we're still in the recovery in so many ways in the readjustment and learning what this means for our daily lives and for our night lives. Um, you know, the struggle of going back to the office, staying out later or not. Um, people are still readjusting uh, to this post-pandemic world that we're still uh, emerging into. But I think one thing is for certain that we learned through the pandemic is that we really do need each other. We need to be around each other and to socialize. And we got a glimpse of a world of what that meant not to be able to go out, not to be able to dance, and not to be able to socialize with our friends. And that is a world I don't think anybody ever wants to go back to. And so I think what we've learned is... Um, a greater gratitude and respect for what socializing contributes to a society and an economy. And we are uh, not going to take it for granted again, moving forward. Yeah. And, and a lot of that has to do with um, jobs and, and, you know, it seems like the labor market has been pretty steady, pretty strong through the pandemic. Um, but jobs in hospitality specifically, you know, they recovered faster nationally than they did here in New York City, um, it's been a slower, slower recovery for, for that sector. Do you anticipate um, kind of new jobs in, in nightlife and in entertainment? Um, where do you think they've gone? How do you regain those? Well, these are all complex questions, <laughs> and uh, it is interesting to observe the patterns. I think uh, in New York, we have a lot of options, right, on what we can do. And I think the pandemic showed a lot of people what their options are, and they are still weighing them. I think the beauty of the hospitality industry job is that it's also very um, historically been a great stepping stone for people who uh, are going to college, who are in broad. Broadway, who have an aspiring music career. And I think as those industries also recover, so will the hospitality jobs that help to supplement incomes for people who are pursuing other dreams. And so what we really understand is that nightlife and New York and society is an ecosystem and it's all codependent on each other. And so as other aspects of our society and as our economy recovers, so will the uh, jobs in hospitality that are essential to supporting the sociability of uh, for us all. You must have been a great nightclub owner yourself. I bet you were a great Thank you. <laughs> well, I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I owned a club for 10 years in the East Village, and um, it really gave me an opportunity to understand how people work together, the, the dynamics um, of a room, how does lighting and sound and um, all of these factors play into creating a vibe and creating a sense of safety as well as joy. And um, I think, you know, at the, at, at the end of the day, it's really about making sure people are, feel seen and respected and accommodated and that their good time matters. It's as if you're an ambassador from the city coming in. It must have been difficult. How did you get 
employees or the night spot owners to open up about the emotional problems that some employees were having. How did you make that happen? It's not something they talk about to just anybody. That's right. I think I'm in this position because I've been there. You know, I grew up in New York. I grew up going out. I was a promoter. I was an owner. Um, I wore, I sat on, on the community board. Um, and now I've been in this position. In March, it'll be five years, which almost seems hard to believe. And so it's, it's about gaining trust. It's about... Um, it, about communicating the fact that I, I do understand, and it's not just to the owners and the workers and the performers, but also to within the administration, within the police department, within the Department of Transportation. Um, and being able to uh, gain their trust because there's an authentic love and experience. And I'll just say that one of the ways that this has manifested is in a program we created called MEND NYC. It stands for Mediating Establishment Neighborhood Disputes because we know it's, you know, one of the biggest challenges of nightlife is coexisting with within neighborhoods and residents. And we created a program with the um, Center of Creative Conflict Resolution at Oath instead of people simply calling 311 through an anonymous automated system to ask a venue to turn it down, we now have free mediation with professional mediators to sit with residents and venues and to resolve their issues and to restore a neighborly relationship and communication. And I think this this was bred from my personal experience, owning a bar and having neighbors and realizing that um, enforcement isn't always going to be the solution to resolving uh, quality of life issues. And these are the type of experiences as a former owner, a former upstairs neighbor of a bar that we find creative but common sense solutions. And it's so interesting the way that the trends in New York City nightlife are copied all over the world. Goes back to the beatniks in the East Village, right? Reading poetry in the yes. 1960s. Yes. And all the way up through the disco and Studio 54 and punk rock. That's true, right? The, the New York nightlife is copied all over the world. Isn't that something? It is incredible. I mean, because we are the world, <laughs> you know, as New York goes, so does the world, as they say. And what's magnificent about us and what's incomparable about us is that we represent the whole world. We have the diversity, the energy, the excellence uh, represented here. And it is the grit and the challenge and the competition that has people raise, rising their, raising their game on a regular basis. And it's positive uh, competition that makes sure that our standards are as high as can be and, um, you know, are, are emulated and imitated throughout the world. And it's still happening. We're still creating culture. And I think what your point is, is really speaks to the importance of of preserving the subculture, right? The, the, the underground scenes where people are creative, where they dance, fashion, and, um, you know, 
that is how we contribute to the world and our culture. And that's why New York nightlife is so important to preserve. But it's not just our nightlife. There's over 60 offices of nightlife around the world right now. <laughs> Global um, you know, nightlife management and governance is a movement. We weren't even the first in this country. Um, there were probably five before. And now I think there's almost 10. Um, and I think it just lends to the fact that um, this is this is an industry and a contributor of our culture and society and economy that deserves um, proactive management and thought and resource rather than what has historically been a reactive approach and a restrictive approach um, and an enforcement approach, which, you know, didn't necessarily do the job. And uh, business owners, patrons of night spots and friends, I think we have just met maybe the only representative of the city who business owners welcome with open arms when she comes in. It's been great to talk to you, Ariel. Thank you. I don't know if that's true. I think, you know, the city really loves um, our, our community. And I think everyone is really in a moment right now where we all have to come together and to work together to support our comeback, which is inevitable and is already proving to be great. So thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.